It's the Tiltcast, episode 379. It's splashy. Very splashy. And this week, guys, we talk Rage 2. Moist. Splashy muffins. <laughs> Satisfactory. Moist. Splashy bread. And Days Gone. Stay tuned. I love my splashy chicken. Come on, finish. There God, go. that was weak. There you go. I didn't want to splash myself. Oh. It gets it, splashy. It gets all up in your it beard. It gets all splashy. It gets all up in your beard. Have you ever had splashy chicken? Splashy chicken? No. Yeah. Uh, I, That's when it's best. Like, I was I was I'm, trying to describe why I like this, like, Asian food stuff that my girlfriend makes, and I the only way <laughs> I could describe it to my coworkers is, like, it's just splashy. It's just it's just splashy. You just didn't want to use the word moist. Yeah, it's splashy. <laughs> but it, but it's it's but it's like when you bite into it, it's just like <laughs> it's so moist, it's splashy. I mean, splashy's not a bad thing. What the hell? I like it in water parks in the bedroom, so you know. <laughs> hey, I'm Nas. I'm Rusty. <laughs> I'm dumbfounded. I'm Jason. And we're back, and it's uh, M-rated show, so just going to say that right off the bat. We are ripping and ready to go. Oh, it is, what is the oh, time and date, Jason? It is, it, is, uh, it is May 17th, 2019, and it is 9.50. Holy fuck, we're getting started late. Oh, That's okay. God. But I will say that if you're new to the show, you're going to hear about 30 minutes of bullshit. Bullshit. And you're going to hear a lot about games. I'll just give you a heads up, something new I want to try. I'm just going to say... Two games that we got on the radar for today is uh, Days Gone and Rage 2. So Rage 2. We will try to find a natural progression from bullshit somehow into that that discussion. And um, we've generally got- along the way, there's a lot of fuck. So if you <laughs> have sensitive ears, turn away now. <laughs> go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Telling our listeners to go the fuck away. Thank you. Well, uh, I mean, it's done I'm a, just saying we use fuck a lot. It's not the PBS of podcasts. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. We tried we, one one <clears throat> podcast. I remember I actually was reflecting Nova. about this. We had one podcast that was totally PC. Why did we do that? Because we were sitting in a, uh, in a fucking GameStop. Mm. <laughs> we had actually done a Didn't location we? recording inside a GameStop. That was for the launch of the PS4, wasn't That's it? That's correct. We no, were no, in... no, no. It wasn't the launch of the PS4. No, it was. Was that the same? No. Okay, we did it for that, but the Skyrim podcast was also clean, wasn't it? The, well. You guys were along for the Skyrim podcast, right? I don't know if I was. I can't remember. There was a in-store recording it, for it, Skyrim. So the Skyrim podcast, no, we weren't a part of it, though I did listen to it. That's it was, how long ago that we It was mostly clean. The <laughs> PS4 one was almost completely PC. Oh, my God. Because on top of everything, we had the store manager, like, hovering over us. Which was a really cool, like, thing. I mean, we we still got, like, he, he came onto the show and actually, you know, did a little bit. Plus, well, you there know, were all kinds of kids standing around us. Yeah, we were trying to be behave ourselves. Yeah. But I know that... As much due to as that, you can get Trent to behave. Yeah. Well. Well, due to that show, the person who is the assistant manager is that store mm-hmm. is the store manager for the store closest to my house. Good. So she remembers, and I'll give a shout out to Danielle because she routinely gives me the right suggestions on things and tries to find out what would be interesting to talk about on a show when I am in the store, um, and does tell other people about the show. Sweet. So, shout out to you, Danielle. You've awesome. helped out in your own local little way, and we appreciate the hell out of you. Yes. 
So, um, man, that was too nice for this show. I know, right? Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I have a puppy. <laughs> it makes my heart splashy. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Uh, all right. Why is splashy? Of, if you haven't right written it now. down already, just write the word down splashy. This I did. Is, <laughs> God damn. I just like that uh, word so much. It's it's like so dumb. The weirdest the weirdest way of saying moist. Um oh, Yeah, just, if if somebody you know is averse to the word moist, then just start using the word splashy. I really like splashy. <laughs> splashy everything's great except for splashy. I don't know what's what's a bad splashy. Uh, you, you, you splashy pants. That's a bad you, thing. You don't, if you got splashy pants, then things are fucked up. <laughs> you should have wiped better. Yeah, <laughs> or, or or have better bladder control. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, splashy pants are bad. Splashy pants. <laughs> so dumb. It is. Um, it's very dumb. I'm so, glad you thought of it. You know, <laughs> that's just one of those random things. I've had very little sleep and a lot of caffeine, and I am doing the best with some crazy situations. But what? all those things aside, uh, I've been watching this little uh, this little deaf animal that's adorable. Super bundle of joy over here. Oh you my see gosh. how she's just like, I'm going to hide my face. I'm going to sleep. He's, the dog is in a little doggy bed. Alongside the uh, the recording setup here, completely cocooned in a blanket because she needs to be just that much more cute. Well, it helps her sleep, and she gets her beauty sleep. She can't hear anything, so she's going to sleep very well. Of course. She'll wake up in a while and be on to play again, and then she'll get real tired again. I've been... I've been dog dadding it up. I've been, uh, she's got a little doggy octagon next to the bed so she can watch me when I sleep. And then I feel bad about five in the morning. I let her out to go to the bathroom. And then she does want to get pets. So I start petting her and then I yawn. And then before I know it, I'm completely passed the fuck out. I've got old dog on one side who's trying, begging for attention. Then I got the puppy on the other side and they're both snoring and it's fucking adorable. <laughs> so can't help it. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are. But um, I learned how to make uh, chicken fried rice on my own. It's not as good as what the Jessa amazing cook person is in my life that makes the best cauliflower fried rice. But I figured out how to make uh, cauliflower fried rice taste like fucking fried rice or as close to it as I can. And then I got further tips from somebody about using cheesecloth to help even further make it taste like rice. Yes. So that'll be the next thing I get this weekend. Squeeze out all the extra, you know juice but splashiness yeah so i i splashed that chicken in some juice and it got real good overnight in some marinade but uh marinade. made some of that this week man that's been fucking delicious um i've been coming home every day from work to watch the damn dogs you know because they gotta poop so right i would rather them poop outside oh. than in my house oh, of course and the puppy has obvious impulse control <laughs> issues oh uh, yeah 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 she does um this is not she's a puppy she is a puppy i mean it's not like you can tell her no it's, right you can really you can tell funny. her no all you want she's not gonna hear you yeah <laughs> yeah i had an instance where my old dog nipped her on the top of the head and it freaked her the fuck out so i was just taking off my shoes getting home from work and i don't sit there and eyeball them 24 7 i'm trying to let that anxiety go and she attacked the old dog, and I assume she was probably hanging on her cheeks or something like that. And she got pissed and snipped her. So I, I heard her 
Yelp. And I heard a lot of running. I was like, I wonder what's going on. If I hear another Yelp, I'm getting up. But I'm trying to control my anxiety. Right. And then I hear the scurry of feet. And she, like, launches herself at me, like, barking and growling and not <laughs> knowing what to do. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? It's not like she can hurt me. I mean, I guess she could bite me in the juggler and kill me. Like, it would take a lot. She can't tear fucking anything but paper. So, because she's, she's a baby. But she was like in full on attack mode, freaking out. And I did the, I know she likes to be cocoon. So I just took my comforter and then very quickly, like just burritoed her up <laughs> and held on to her for about two or three minutes. And she calmed the fuck down. But yeah, yeah. Um, she's an <laughs> interesting little animal to have. I mean, she hangs off the old dog, the old dog, old mascot. Here's always sleeping behind me. She uh, does very good with her patience level because you could see, even when you guys are here, she's like hanging off her cheeks and off her ears and right. everything. And I have to pry the little puppy off for sometimes. I feel bad for Zoe. And then it's eventually Zoe gets pissed off and nips at her. And it's like, you know, get the fuck off me, please. Right. It's just dog. You know, they're they're going to they're gonna do that, you know. And now you can't even see her. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, she the puppy's going to have those uh those situations of course she's just happy and she's exploring and you know considering she doesn't have a sense she's i noticed she's using her mouth a lot more so she's tasting her environment to uh, kind of make up for it uh, she's extremely licky too yes so um yeah when she gets in lick mode like it's just like hard to get her to stop oh i had to like hold her down in vice grips <laughs> <laughs> just you will get just corporal like, cuddled corporal cuddled <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, corporal cuddling was definitely a thing there for a minute. Oh, that's really weird. <laughs> it is. I gotta say, you went to the bathroom. She freaked out for all of like two minutes, and then she practically jumped off of her leash into my lap. Yeah, and then just like settled. She just needs the presence of humans. Yes, but uh. Yeah. That's my bullshit this week. I've just been working like fucking crazy at work and uh, managing a puppy so I can get her to sleep so I can get two hours of gaming a night in. Oh, God. Um, getting some gaming would be nice. Holy Jason, shit. you've had anything weird going on? Not extremely weird. Um, I was uh, pretty fairly stupid trying to clean up the house a little bit for my parents being in last weekend. Yeah. Because um, that's what happens when parents say, oh, I'm showing up. Oh, shit. I got to clean. <laughs> well, it's more like the house has been in various states of clutter ever since I did the bathroom remodel. Yeah. Um, and we've just either something's been going on or we've been completely exhausted on the weekend. So it's, it's never just... really gotten put up and organized, right? Yeah. So I was going to scramble to at least make make it so we could like do stuff like pull the kitchen table all the way out and put fold both leaves up. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, and I had this box of, uh, had like four boxes of tile and that four or five boxes of tile um, and various other construction supplies in it. Like one of those large, like 16 by 16 Lowe's boxes or yeah. 24 by 24, whatever that largest box is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just full stuff. So the box weighed about 40 pounds, maybe 50 pounds. Um, uh -huh. now I already, I already know I have 
back, neck, and shoulder issues. So I'm very conscientious of how I lift something. So I lifted <clears throat> it perfectly fine. But as I'm carrying it out to my shed, my left foot trips over one of the steps going down. It's not my fault. I built that fucker, and it's not my fault, I swear. No, it wasn't your fault uh, at all. I'm just going to I'm going to blame your stupid feet. <laughs> it wasn't your fault at all. It was me rushing is really what the fault was. Okay. Um but anyway, it I trip a little bit. Well, I caught myself and I didn't let the box or myself fall to the ground, but in catching myself, I overextended. Oh god. Um and according to my chiropractor, completely bruised, if not have a micro tear on my lower right flexor muscle. You're a micro tear. A micro tear. Micro tear. Uh, Basically, all that means is the tear is small enough they couldn't find it on ultrasound or anything like that. He had a boo boo and they couldn't tell where. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, it hurts. Does it, it hurt hurts. when you when I Don't you get micro tears when you work out? Huh? Oh. Uh, if you do it wrong, yeah. If you do it wrong, yes, you uh, can. Just, just don't do it wrong. You'd be but fine. the bruised part of it's the worst part because that's about five to six weeks worth of healing time. And I have to wear a fucking back brace for three weeks. He's wearing a girdle, guys. It's it's yeah. not a back brace. He's he's, he's getting himself. So, he, so it's he's, a man he's, girdle. He's working out his ab. <laughs> it's One a man girdle. singular ab <laughs> yeah i'm working out ab today um you thought about i thought about you know you see those commercials of the like ab fitness thing that like stimulates your muscles yeah. think about like trying to live a normal life so like we're on the podcast and we're just like well yeah. <laughs> the ones that are like the electroshock or, therapy ones yeah oh you mean the you mean the tens units yeah. that they just repackage and you know Tell you to put on certain muscle groups on your belly. I just remember the first time that they put that shit out there, it ended up getting recalled because somebody fucking electrocuted themselves. <laughs> They're like, this is good for like, you know, 16 hours a day. I could do, I could do this and yeah. just get like ripped abs in a week. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, what happens when you work a muscle? You sweat. And yeah. what happens when you put water you, you you get the splashies right. on the electrodes. Uh, so <laughs> most splashies. So most case. of the week really was uh, uh, me trying to deal with my back without taking a bunch of pain meds because I wanted to be able to feel when I was doing something wrong because I didn't want to do anything more to my back. Yeah. Um, which basically meant a lot of um, biofreeze. Pain. A lot of just sitting elevate, you know, sit at an incline, sitting at an incline, uh, which was really fun during the week trying to do that shit. Oh, yeah. You know, at work, that doesn't happen. No. And this back brace, when, when you're sitting in an office chair, it forces me to sit up. Oh, you Anybody mean proper posture? knows me what? at all. Um... There's not really an office chair that fits my frame without spending like four or five hundred dollars on an office chair. Yeah. So I slouch a lot. I slouch horribly. <laughs> I will. My ass cheeks will be on the front edge of that fucking seat <laughs> with just, my back just bent. Just 
kick it back like, like, yeah. like, like so. Yeah, got, yeah. Got Rusty that. could barely fucking do it. Uh, I feel like I'm going to fall off the fucking chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because your ass is so far forward. <laughs> um, but for the most part, I do do that because either A, my lumbar is not supported at all by the chair, or B, I just need it to be able to comfortably work with my mouse and keyboard. Uh-huh. So how's your back doing now? Um, It's... Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll say healthy. this: I don't have the sharp spikes of pain, but I still don't have a whole lot of mo- freedom of motion. In it's it. weird that the youngest, most fit person here is the one with back pain. I'm right? Well, now I'll say this: for being Jason, younger you like and 22? Quote, more fit, <laughs> um, like sixteen or thirty. When, when I was in high school and college, I did stupid shit like football. Oh, or that's not stupid. I mean, I played football. Or when I was, I turned out fine. When I was in college and working at Target. Oh God, why did you do that? <laughs> Target. You've been voted um, off the fucking chair. Out. <laughs> or as as we like to label our Target. Targetto. Oh my god. Because I worked at the Target out at Eastland Mall. <laughs> um, I do stupid shit like, you know, what? one of the summers I worked there, we they sold gazebos. And these gazebos in the box were like three to four hundred pounds, right? Mm, yeah. You generally had it, to have it, at least two people and a cart. Says on the box to, to move team it up lift. front. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. My target was poor enough that I was working most of the stock shifts myself. I refuse. It's and, simple to say, get, dude. Get a uh, get a uh, middle aged woman to help you move a four hundred pound gazebo up front for a customer. Is it so? And load it in their vehicle. I so, know plenty of really ripped middle-aged women. I'm just saying. You know, it's just like they would bend you in half. Yeah, like, these weren't them. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you have to so, be cl- you have to clarify. There there was there was more than a couple times where somebody would buy one of these things. They call for it out front. Well, I can only take the uh when the store is open, I can't take any of the uh, pallet movers or anything like that out there. And 400 pounds is too heavy for the carts. Right. So what would I do? Grab that fucker by the plastic strap with my back up against it and just bend down. And in the process of doing so, yell out a, a type of yell that hasn't been heard in 20,000 years since no. the time of the Neanderthals. No. no. He would be like, Aah! no, no yelling. Like, I I was the total ripped badass, just, uh huh. Right. And walk that I fucker grit. out front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's how you or, injure yourself. Or, you know, uh, <laughs> because our stock room was a decades old stock room and it wasn't. Designed with things like 9,000 BTU, 
window air conditioning units being s- stored in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, so those fuckers, where would they go? The top of the fucking stock shelf? Uh, yeah. Like, well, I mean, you want to put the heaviest stuff up top, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, going up and down ladders with that shit? Oh, yeah. Um, it seems it seems perfectly fucking logical. <laughs> so I did quite a bit of damage to my shoulders and my back. Just that target sounded there. like a fucking death trap, dude. <laughs> Why did it you work was. <laughs> that that target is the main reason why I started working in call centers. I'm going to admit. <laughs> Why would you work there at all? Fuck. I mean, damn. I mean, I. <laughs> I mean, I worked at a Circuit City. It's not no. uh, its not my proudest moment of my life. But, I mean, still, Circuit City has some really heavy shit. Like, some of the floor model fucking, you know, speakers were fucking no. stupid heavy. Granted. Always on the ground level, dude. <laughs> after that summer, they always had two or three stock people. Oh, yeah. Because the, shift at all Because times. the person that came after you said, oh, fuck you. I'm not doing this. <laughs> Oh no, that Which was is what you should have was, said. That was yeah, implemented idiot. before I left. Okay, well, you're still but. an idiot for not fucking saying it. <laughs> no. Hire somebody else, somebody able-bodied that can actually help. No, the real reason I left was because after doing all of that and being promised promotions two or oh, three yeah, times, I never got it. That's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way it goes. Yeah, I, I've ne- I've had plenty never of fucking, fucking jobs. I have plenty of fucking jobs. All of them shit. All of them asked me, you know, said, hey, if you work just a little bit harder, we'll put you up for a promotion. And all of them failed to do so. Until, and this has happened to me fucking three times, until I fucking put in my two weeks notice or fucking straight up quit. Either way, I, you know, I would get a call from the fucking manager the day after, you know, the day I didn't show up for work because I'm like, my two weeks well, is up, or I said, fuck you, go away. And they're like, well, if you come back right now, we can go ahead and just make you the next, you know, next to, you can be like an, you know, an associate manager or, or something like that. And yeah. I'm like, bitch, you had your opportunity. <laughs> well, what really fucking happened, and I won't blame this on any of my store management, mm-hmm. <laughs> the fucking district manager sucked. So when I got promised all this shit when all the planning for the Tulsa Hills store oh, yeah. was happening. So Tulsa Hills store and the one down here in Bixby, both of those were being planned at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right? So our managers were promised positions at those new stores. So you were going to take, which up means the, you were going to take the, old they shit. got, they got to elect managers for the stores they were leaving. Uh, yeah. So what happened? No, the DM decided to hire somebody from the outside. Oh yeah, to manage those brand new stores that because that makes me. fucking sense. That shit's happened to me too. <laughs> shit, almost in my fucking current job, it almost fucking happened. I remember you know, remember me telling you about yeah. that. So I I fucking left. I said that was it. Yep, that's it. Um. That's the way to do it, guys. To, don't get fucking to, don't get screwed by these, you know, by people fucking promising you a from a promotion and fucking keeping you in the shit. Went to one large name call center for about three months. Mm-hmm. Saw and, the way they did shit. And and decided said, fuck that. Fuck you all. Yeah. And then 
was at the place we all three worked together. Yeah. The only reason why I worked there is because I broke my fucking leg. And and it was the best thing that happened to you. Why? Because if it hadn't, you would have never met because... your savior. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I did it because my, my fucking circuit city manager said, oh, well, you could, you can sell TVs with, you know, in a, in a wheelchair. You can do that. Yeah. You'll, you'll get some pity sales. Do, do you tell him you're going <laughs> to buy the wheelchair? Yeah, well, they had they had a uh, a wheel, you know, they had two wheelchairs, you know, one for you know one for guests and the other one for an emergency, and they were gonna throw, you know, they were gonna be like, while you're uh, while you're healing, uh, you can use the uh, you know use the emergency wheelchair while you know working in the store. And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not gonna try to sell a television. You, you didn't want to push yourself around the sales floor. I'm not gonna try to sell a television or a fucking uh, a sound system while sitting fucking like six inches off the fucking ground. No, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Well, not only that, you know that that quote um, for emergencies wheelchair was like the standard ass wheelchair. Oh yeah, a, it's not gonna be with a weight limit of like 250 or 300 pounds. Well, thanks and that's for it. bringing my fucking weight into this bastard. It <laughs> it, it it's a factor. I'm just saying that factor. it would have been very uncomfortable to work in the wheelchair in those tiny so ass fucking dead, corridors for he, eight hours. He worked at a tiny cubicle. You know what though? The where they put me when I first started, I was on a row of of desks that oh, had no I, agents in it. I, so I remember that cast being out in the walkway. Oh yeah, I fucking I said okay, I'm just gonna take up two chairs and I'll just wheel the other chair up. And, elevated my leg hey the job allowed me to heal properly i'll give it that you know i don't know why i stayed for eight years but it did <laughs> because it was right next to your apartment uh, no that was that, that was manufactured i moved into the apartment <laughs> after i lived, uh, started working there so yeah because why wouldn't you fucking find a place where you don't have to drive to work? You could just walk across the street, which was a double-edged sword I found out during a uh, snowstorm. <laughs> really? When you try to call in to work saying you can't make it out of your driveway and your do- and your boss calls bullshit, you live across the street, just walk. No, no. <laughs> when you When you call in... Fully expecting your boss not to be there, but yeah. when they transfer you to his yeah. phone, I figured uh, he, this fucker can't drive in the snow. Uh, Ru- Rusty's he like lives half um, the city away. Um, I'm not going to make it into work now. I heard this <laughs> myself sitting right there because same boss picked me up, right. Rusty, I call bullshit. <laughs> you live across the street. Get your ass over here. You work across the street. If you have to, wear two pairs of pants <laughs> and get your ass over here. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you had to have an outer pair of pants to get wet while you trudged through the snow. I was... <laughs> he caught me. I, and <laughs> there was nothing I could do at that point. I was like, all right, fine. I'll be in. 
I yeah. guess. And and then an hour and a half later, they sent us all. Yeah. Home. <laughs> yeah it's just like, yeah, there's nobody here. Uh, <laughs> well, there were like 30 people. Right. This is, this is like, really random, but, you know, my ADD always gets the best of me. And I haven't turned off the feature on my phone that listens to everything I say or pays attention to it. it spies on me, right? Oh, yeah. It's an Android. Of course, it spies why, on me. Why would. Why would you keep those features on? <laughs> Not paying attention, but it was talking about there was a Reddit thread, and I know you guys don't listen to this band, but I was talking about them a little bit last week. Really like a band called Mashuga that does a lot of complex rhythms, and it was a Reddit thread that said the real hero of Mashuga show, and it shows their light operator, and the light operator I'm watching manually runs the lights. Really, he manually runs it. It looks like he's playing a keyboard. No shit. Wow. <laughs> he just That's runs amazing. the fucking lights to the percussion. <laughs> he just knows the songs. Wow. I mean, I'm impressed. That's fucking cool. Most they can most never light fire shows, that dude. Yeah, most light shows will fucking they uh, pre program it. They have a set. This, right. They'll they have, have a, they'll they have, have a guy a set, like that. That'll fucking uh, run the the lights manually once and fucking record that shit as macros and fucking run it that way during a show. It looks like he's played a keyboard, but that means that they could uh, that they can do whatever they want during their they set. They can do improvised sets. Yeah, and this guy will just which pick is it up. probably exactly why they keep him on tour. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's just somebody recorded because a video. I'm sh- I'm pretty sure Masuka doesn't do the same exact set every freaking show. No, I'm sure they change it up. Right. But I just thought it was that's kind of one of their draws. Well, one of their draws is they have one of the best drummers in the whole world, and he does not play regular time signatures. So it's one of those things where you have somebody who can follow along on a light set, which is fucking crazy. But just if you're really curious about that, yeah, it's uh, just look up the uh, light show guy for Michigan. There's several YouTube videos <laughs> of somebody like... just filming him being like, holy fuck. Well, I mean, he's performing just like the band is. So <clears throat> and not having good lights and, you know, in a show can actually, you know, make or break. We're not talking about things. like are... we're not talking about like <clears throat> some emo band that has like a whole production and there's like snow indoors or something like this is <laughs> right. it's just a metal band but the metal a metal band that has a very 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 tight sound so it's kind of interesting they have <laughs> a, their own light guy that can follow along several ridiculously complex time signatures. That's yeah. I, I mean I was I, mean, I can I can't even like fucking like steering wheel drum to most of it i mean <laughs> that looked like that dude was typing at like two thousand words a minute to do it well you could see he was picking different buttons as right. he was going no yeah. he, he's he's doing yeah that's that's incredibly complex you know getting the right fucking you know light, sets of lights and it didn't look like he had just a couple lights going it's not like he's tapping two buttons to beat you know it's not it's not trying to do like i'm sure programming celine dion set is incredibly complex because it's a different type of show right but it's not somebody who could just goes at it right that's that's different you know and it it was it was a a couple or three light you know light sets per freaking go hey man I, i was impressed for 30 seconds of that i'm like oh oh Wow. Okay. 
So, Rusty, what have you been up to? Oh, fuck. Just work, work, and more work? Or? Yeah, I did a lot of fucking work. Um, I, You know how I am about fucking uh, uh, cables and shit, so uh, I, I like to have my cables nice and neat, uh, and my job uh, is in IT, so I deal with cables every day. Uh, so I ended up having to, uh, you know, not get too deep into the details, but basically there was a, a job that I had to replace all the cables for a fairly large machine. Uh, and I refused to hand the last bit of that over to the next guy. I was three quarters of the way through replacing the fucking cables my, you know, on my last day of work for the week. And I said, fuck it, I'm coming in for an extra fucking couple hours and I'm going to finish this job because I don't trust enough that, sure, the person's going to be able to do it. But I want to make sure that the fucking cables are managed properly in this thing. It was triggering my fucking, it was triggering me so hard just thinking that I'm not going to be able to finish the cable management the way I wanted to. Nobody's ever going to see this machine. It's just me that's going to be able to see those cables whenever I work on it. But at least I know that it's done right. <laughs> and it's and it's managed properly. <laughs> and it's weird, but hey, I got four hours of overtime out of it, so that's not bad. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I, I didn't have anything super spectacular. Uh, of course, um, you know, Mother's Day happened and uh talked to mom and mom wanted me to uh to build her a machine because uh dad has finally gotten fed up with uh with the computer uh he has kicked it twice and now it makes funny noises um <laughs> i'm actually surprised he hasn't been brutal with it before uh mom sent me uh sent me a message uh saying that the uh, the front of the machine now has a massive dent in it, uh, and that the uh, uh, the five and a quarter inch you know the the front bay you know area uh, n- none of those bay panels fit anymore because uh, they popped out and they won't fit into the sheet metal because it's deformed, um, and now the machine won't boot up properly at all. Uh, so, uh, it, it will boot, it'll come up to the windows message and it'll stick there. And then she has to reboot the computer and it'll come up for 10 minutes and then it'll go back to, you know, it'll then reboot itself. And she has to do that over and over again. Well, this is her, this, this is the business computer. So dad kicked the shit out of the fucking computer and now I have to fix it. I'm just, you know, half the country away. Not a problem. Um, guys, please don't violently beat your computer if it's not working properly. I can tell you that in 100% of the cases, you know, violently beating your computer isn't going to make it better. <laughs> right. <laughs> it might make you feel better until you, realize, until you realize that you have to pay for the parts to replace that shit that you just broke. Um so pretty much, uh, while I couldn't go home for for Mother's Day because of work, uh, Mom has basically said you will be coming home, you will be coming home within the next month, and you will be building me a computer. Do you need my credit card now? 
I said, okay, yes. <laughs> she And I'm like, what's your budget? She's like, I just want it to work. Okay. Supercomputer it is. <laughs> well, obviously not super because they don't need like a big no, they, card. No, they or really anything. don't need anything super spectacular. She, but you know, future proofing the CPU and the. You RAM know what I'm probably, doing? Hmm. I'm not only going to be future proofing the CPU and the RAM and, you know, and everything, I'm also finding the sturdiest case I can find. Well, yeah. Because. The, I mean, the the cheap you, sheet you metal your, cases are not going to work for him, and I need to you, find a case you know, that's, like, you solid. You know you're going to need a case that'll, like, sta- almost stand up to a sledgehammer. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking for the rugged cases with, like, the fucking The concrete padding. case. Yeah, oh. If there was one, I'd, 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 be, I'd be all over it, because, damn, I need something that's going to be able to withstand a 20 gauge. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> We could always, uh... I can't fix... I can't fix physically broken stuff over the internet. It's not possible. Is there any problem with taking uh, cinder blocks and then using, like, cement screws to mount a board to it? You know, I'm sure somebody has done it somewhere. Um, I can't imagine that it would have great thermal qualities. Uh, But, I mean, I guess it would be possible, theoretically. Um... Those cinder blocks are not quite as tough as I'd like to use. Right. I would probably just go full on brick. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just brick and mortaring this computer together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm so I, I'll be building probably. Uh, you know, I I know I'm building at least one, but as soon as I come up with the parts list, the idea is to build. Everybody that's in the family, the same machine. That way, if there's a problem, then I can I can basically reapply shit over the internet for each one of those machines, and it'll be yeah. all very similar. Uh, so I'm taking the centralized, you know, IT management approach to my family's machine, uh, which is uh, that's sad. Actually, I'm really sad. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's that's kind of my vacation is, hi, Rusty, fix my computer. It's good to see you. That, <laughs> that's been half your vacations every Ooh. time you've taken a vacation up there. Somebody has created a concrete PC case. Yeah. <laughs> At least one. Uh, okay. Well, I'm probably, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that that's not a, uh, that's... That's not a case that I can uh, I, I can use, <laughs> but it's a good idea. Still Ish. thinking about it. So, but yeah, I, I honestly, I, between work and that, I only got a little bit of time to actually like have a life or game or do anything really. Um, I, I talked to a cardiologist, and the cardiologist basically charged me to tell me. Eat right, get a uh, get better sleep, um, uh, get some exercise, uh, try to reduce your stress levels, and uh, you know, oh, we had a uh, we we had uh, I had a thirty minute appointment with him. Okay, 
So he goes over all of my tests for all of the stuff that I'd done previously and said, you're fine. Just try to reduce stress. And I'm like, have you ever seen or worked with anybody that works in IT? What do you think is going on right now? Um, he's like, all right, let's work on your food. What do you do for food? And I'm like, I, I'm on keto. And, I, and oh, my God. He, 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 he heard this. He took a step back, leaned up against the counter, and he says, okay, Rusty, I'm going to have to do the doctor thing here, so please bear with me. Keto is terrible for you. Keto is, a, you know, is a, you know, putting yourself into a diseased state so that you can lose weight for, you know, you know and you may lose weight and your blood pressure might go down and you know you can continue that until you die from it i'm like what (laughs) how and he starts going into it now mind you i have done six years of research on keto i know the ins and outs of the of the macronutrients and the the vitamin imbalances and the difference between ketosis and ketoacidosis and uh, a number of different, you know, like not super medical or super technical, but I've done six years worth of research to make sure that I'm not going to die from this. And this cardiologist is essentially telling me I'm going to die from this. And I'm like, you're wrong. And let me go, go into why. We spent 15 minutes of my 30-minute appointment arguing about keto, uh, and I won. <laughs> really? I won against a cardiologist. I proved to him in 15 minutes through factual debate that, A, keto, while if you are mindful about keto and monitor what you eat and make sure that you rotate your macros, so that you are getting different nutrients every meal. You are not going to be deficient in any way. And he was completely and totally wrong about the difference between ketosis and ketoacidosis. And I corrected him in medical terms. And I won. He conceded. He said, okay. Who knows? Or did he just you, want you to shut, shut up? up? That's what I was. <laughs> I don't know. I I went to a. I've got a small town doctor. Um, coincidentally, which is almost the exact. It's the same practice my girlfriend goes to, and mm-hmm. I didn't know it when I started going to him. But I went to my doctor. He's like, "How come you've been steadily losing weight?" And then I finally kind of. I was like, "What are you doing? Like diet or exercise? What are you doing?" He's like, "Your blood pressure is lower than it was last time you were here." I was like, well, the last time I was here, I was too broke to do anything with keto, and I was just eating crap. And then I went back on keto, and I've been slowly losing weight. I was like, I'm not like going super overkill with it, but like I've been doing it for a while. I'm sl- like right now, I'm 22 pounds lighter than I was at Christmas, so that's about the weight I'm losing at in the end of May, right? So yeah. about a pound a week. That's not bad. So, and that's through intermittent fasting and keto and keto, but. He said, yeah, so he's like, I expect the next time I see you to see more weight loss. So, and he's like, and your blood pressure is, like, below normal. Right. Like, it's way better than it should be, based on what I'm eating. He's like, and you're not just eating bacon and butter. I was like, right. no, I eat a lot of vegetables. 
It's like, it's just think about it as the meat and vegetable diet. Like, that's just basically what I eat. Yeah, All that, my carbs are from vegetables. That's that's the way I, you know. I, I mean, I started doing the fat bomb thing recently because I had a craving for something else, but that's actually helped me quite a bit because that's my breakfast now. Yeah. Instead of, you know, instead of having something processed, you can you can then, you know, make something yourself. And that was the thing, the conversation with a cardiologist, you, you really don't realize it, but... When you talk to a cardiologist, they have to be kind of mindful about your diet too because a lot of what you eat can affect how your heart works. So, you know, especially when it comes to blood pressure and sodium levels and, you know, and, and things of that nature. Uh, so I didn't necessarily expect to have a, you know, full-on conversation about keto with my cardiologist, but I can't, uh, but I was able to, you know, at least get it through to him that I wasn't following what is considered the fad internet keto diet, which is like, oh, you can eat as much bacon as you want. Or, you I know. I mean, my or, dinner tonight is like, what's the skinny lettuce called? The skinny lettuce? Well, the tall stalks of lettuce. The romaine lettuce? Yeah. Romaine. Yeah. So yeah. I take two leaves wow. of romaine, put skinny lettuce. real mayonnaise on it. Uh-huh. And then I've got chicken, <laughs> um, chicken and roast beef. And pickles, and Swiss cheese. Yeah, right. I threw the meat in the air fryer to heat it up. I wrapped it in that bitch, and that's what I ate for dinner. Yeah, I mean, I had lettuce, pickles, chicken, and roast beef. Yeah, see, it's not and Swiss cheese. Like those are bad. all very normal things. It's you just know, there wasn't a piece of bread filled with sugar. Right, and for you know, for me, when I when I have you know, uh, a meal, like, uh, I just started making a, uh, a Parmesan crust chicken. Um, you can actually make chicken strips out of this. It's really fucking good. And all it is, is just, you know, you know, chicken tenders, you know, it's just chicken strips. And then, uh, a combination of a little bit of almond flour and Parmesan cheese you know, you do an egg wash on the on the chicken, roll it in that stuff, and you cook it in you know in your oil of choice. I use ghee, which you know comes out really good. It's very crispy, and it tastes just like chicken strips. I'm like fucking awesome. You know, when I described this meal to my cardiologist, I said this, and then I normally have you know a normal portion of chicken this way, and about the same amount or more of broccoli because you know when you buy the steam bags of broccoli it's made for like two or three people uh but i basically cook the whole thing for myself so i tend to eat more than you know i sometimes eat the whole fucking bag of broccoli it's not going to be bad for me and not going to be bad on keto because that's all fiber you know so when i describe to him about my mental processes behind all of the shit and you know, and, you know, how I choose my oils and what meats that I make and how I make them and things like that, he, he backed off pretty quick because um, I wasn't following the fad that's on the internet. And if you are following the fad, make sure that you are just a bit more mindful. You need to add vegetables. You can't just subside on meat alone. Uh, you, it also gets really boring if you do. Yeah, I mean, if you add if you add your uh, your vegetable matter, you can actually 
you you can change that out. Asparagus is great. Uh, Brussels sprouts is eh, if you're into Brussels sprouts, no, uh, broccoli, sense. cauliflower. Um, make sure that you have spinach. Spinach is great. Um, you know, romaine lettuce, uh, especially for wraps. Um, yeah, I found know. the whole stock is real easy. So I was quit trying to make it into a bun. Mm-hmm. And all I do is just fold the leaf over the top, even with the stock. And I use the stock kind of like the handle. Yep. And it was way less messy than I've ever had it before. So I think I'm going to start doing this a little bit more. Because I was just putting two leaves on top of each other and trying it that way, and it didn't work so well. But this just turns into like a, it's like a little bundle of food. Yeah, I, I've been delicious. I've been working on cabbage tacos, so I can have tacos, but use a a cabbage leaf. Just get a cabbage, pull one leaf off of it, and clean it up so that I that can. That would be better than lettuce because they're bigger leaves. Yeah, you know, and that that works for me, but. You know, it, you know, cabbage is a thing that some people like, some people don't. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that I, I walked away from that feeling like a winner, even though I spent money for, you know, for a cardiologist to tell me what I already knew. Um, <laughs> I'm going to kind of move along a little bit. Um, I was going to say I was going to kind of refresh where I was with Days Gone. Um, I'm most of the way through that game right now. Yeah. I've been fighting my first hordes. That was really scary at first. Um, now it's not so bad. I've gotten a lot better at it. I can give you a hint. After three hordes, you unlock a, a handheld SMG that's basically an Uzi that makes killing hordes a lot faster. Sweet. Um, that, a combination of that and a basic, like, military pump shotgun is a pretty good horde killer. Um, there are certain hordes that you can kill that basically you can hide in the bushes and just throw Molotovs at them and they don't see you. Um, but I had a lot more fun with the, uh, set a few proximity mines and then wake them up and then Benny Hill your way over a hill, watching them hit those things and then tossing pipe bombs basically over my shoulder and then killing about the last 15 with the SMG and the shotgun. And that's been pretty fun. I can't be the only person that fucking like, hears the term Benny Hill my way this way. And not have the like the Benny Hill music actually exactly playing in my head. For. So, wow. I've associated Benny Hill with zombies <laughs> since Daisy. Me and, <laughs> me and uh, Trent, there's an old podcast probably 150, 200 episodes ago. We were talking about our first impressions of Daisy when that came out. And there was a point where we got ganked by a guy. And then we were almost bleeding out. And he led a bunch of zombies our way and almost killed us with them. And then... Oh, yeah. He stole he stole this bicycle episode. and yeah. we pulled a whole horde his way and they got more interested in him and his slow bicycle because he's going like ten miles an hour and there was like thirty of them chasing him. Me and Trent just started dying laughing and just like, Well, that's what you get for trying to gank us. <laughs> we go over the hill and there's dead dude and bicycle <laughs> taking all your stuff in your pack, you son of a bitch. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, we had found uh, that bike, and he shot at us and wounded us and took the bike, and we <laughs> crawled our way to each other and healed each other up and then watched him die. Super satisfying. <laughs> but um, so my experience with Days Gone so far is it has a, I firmly believe the reviewers of this game got this too early. Yeah. Um, There's I've, been a lot of that going around. I have found myself listening to a lot of YouTube reviewers that have said a lot of the same thing. There was one I was listening to the other day, and I might have said this in the last show, but essentially he said, 
when I got this 30 days or 30 days ago, I had a 50 hour glitchy mess of me trying to get through this game and it was a pretty awful experience. And I can see why somebody would review it the way they would, because it was a pretty awful experience. It's like, and at that point I wanted to attack the game at all angles because I didn't like what I was playing because it was a glitchy fucking mess. He's like a few days after release. So a week after release, he went through and reviewed it again. He's like, I'm not having the same technical issues. I'm playing fairly smooth. I'm following the story now. I'm following what I'm supposed to be doing with the hordes. Like, I feel a lot better about the game, and I'm having a lot of fun. He's like, I feel like it's a sleeper hit. And I tend to agree with him. I'm playing two games right now. Um, it's currently the favorite game I'm playing right now. Um, the story's been driving me along pretty well. The motivations of the character are pretty strong. Um, if you're easily offended or certain types of things. I'll just say all these things out loud that don't really offend me at all. I'm not going to dive into politics, right? But mm. I can tell that a lot of people, some people in the review world latched on to the fact that it is a white male protagonist that um, is kind of dude bro and his uh, he likes to stare at his wife's ass and in he calls his wife his woman and those things are super offensive and you know the I seemed a lot of people latched on the fact there wasn't a lot of diversity in the zombie race, and it describes a lot of that as albinism. Um, I seem to recall there being, I think I said originally there was only a, there was a lot of character models. The more I've gotten into, there's not as many character models. It's just a lot of them on screen. Mm -hmm. The characters are gray-skinned with white hair, so I, it is not a matter of race. It is a matter of the fact that they just don't have any pigmentation. There's no cultural representation when everybody's the same that's that's actually from I, I read about this 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 was a thing that uh that popped up in a couple of different places on the internet and i was you know i was reading about it uh and they were talking about the you know the cultural representation and you know in the uh, in the zombies well from what is what i've been able to find on these things is it's referenced in the game the, yeah, there's the a zombie, you know, affliction, whatever makes them zombies, actually steals the pigment from their skins and grays their hair. It's there's even a joke between the biker <laughs> and his buddy about how they were trying to piss off the skinheads, so they recruited some people from L.A. that were not white into their gang just to piss them off. <laughs> and there's a handful. There's a handful of people who are not white in the game. But it's also like in rural Oregon. Right. And they reference that as well. So like anything that anybody who is overly cultural sensitive that might have reviewed this looking for a weird leg to stand on. That's such a weird thing it, to it point is. out in a game. It's just like, oh, well. Well, I mean, well, I remember when Resident, the bad Evil, guys. The, when Resident Evil 5 came out. Yeah. I, everybody was upset that they were black zombies. And then somebody pointed out, well, they are in Africa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta look at the the setting, guys. <laughs> like if they were in Norway, they would all be white. <laughs> I'm just saying, and they'd all have blue hairs and blue up uh, blue hairs, blue hairs. They'd have blue hairs. They'd have blonde eyes and or blonde eyes, blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> right, and then they would be Nazi zombies, <laughs> even though they're in Norway. But oh my gosh! Anyways, I think a lot of that stuff's really silly. But... It is very silly. Um, without it's, stepping on a whole bunch of toes of that shit, like that's where I find goofiness. I don't, if there was an actual point of there being like the clan or something crazy in there and they were glorifying something like that, I would be 100% yeah. on 
fire about that kind of shit, but it's not. Like, that's really grasping at straws. And that's not the reason you should review a game. When I'm reading a game review, I want to know, does it run well? Mm-hmm. Is it fun? Yep. And do I have a reason to play it? And if that's vastly underrepresentative in, in, in your review, um, you just lost all of my opinion on anything you're writing. Because if that's what you're harping on. Pretty much. I mean, um, and I won't say what magazine, but there's a certain magazine that rated it a 5 out of 10. Oh, God, I saw this one, too. Um, and there's a couple of trolls out there, right? Like, yeah. uh, But all that stuff aside, um, what you should be liking, if if you don't like zombies, right? That's that's a thing, right? If you don't like zombies, huh. like Rusty, yeah, yeah, that's definitely not the game for you. But it's like Red Dead Redemption, the zombie uh, apocalypse on a motorcycle version. It's, that's <laughs> what it is. It's just that. It's The story's not as good as Red Dead, but you have a very strong central story to what's going on. And very fun side quests. There are some repetitive quests in the open world, like kill the infestation, clear out the bandits. The problem is, is all that stuff's actually pretty fun. Hmm. Um, the shooting's horrible at first and gets a lot better as you get better skills. And the tools that you get to wipe out the horde is really fun. And the horde side mission thing is really fucking fun. And it did a really good thing. I got to a halfway point. It says the upper part of the map is not going to be available if you do this mission. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to look on the internet and see what else I got. Well, that opens back up after I finish the main story. So I decided to go ahead and truck on through into the next part of that story. So I hit that halfway point, past that halfway point, kind of get more into my character's motivation and having a blast with it. However, um, I'm going to lead back to you, Rusty, because mm. we both played a little bit of Rage 2. Oh, God, yes. Um, how did that game make you feel when you first started it? Oh, my God. All right. So, loading up Rage 2, I was, uh, for, you know, first impressions are a thing, right? My they first, definitely are. My, my first impression of Rage 2 was, what the fuck? Like, it's... It was not a good first impression. Like the the there's a there's a little bit of a prologue, right? But even before I got to the prologue, I'm playing on an ultra wide monitor, just as a preface. Uh, preface. So uh, I get into the you know into the menus, uh, and the menus are s- standard fucking sixteen by nine. You know that means I have black bars on left and right of my picture, right at the gate, and. I go and I make the necessary changes to the graphical what, settings. What's the ultra wide resolution? Uh, it's uh twenty one by nine, if I remember correctly. What's that in pixels? Uh, thirty four forty by nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty, I think it is. Yeah, I'm pulling this out of the top of my head now that you're asking me about it. But yeah, it's I had to. You have to set it. Uh, and the game didn't automatically detect it as an ultra-wide monitor, so I had to go in and make the changes, and after I made the changes, I still had the black bars on the side, and I said, what the fuck's going on? You know, every other game in the fucking world resizes properly. This one didn't automatically. I'm like, okay, fine. Maybe the fucking gameplay will, you know, it's it's different. And it is. Once you actually get into the game, you know, it, it filled the screen just fine. But, my god. I don't know what the what the deal is. So the the idea going into Rage Two, the uh the thing was uh cross Doom with Mad Max. That was kind of the selling point. What people are uh, were saying is Doom plus Mad Max go. Uh and 
I had Doom's visuals and the Mad Max setting. Definitely not Doom's visuals. Holy shit. Definitely not. The first five minutes of Doom is pure fucking joy. Doom 2016. Still looks great. Excellent, excellent look to that fucking game. Made me want to fucking play that game immediately. True. Difference is an actual id game. Right. I was was totally into that. First five minutes of Rage 2, I got through the prologue, I paused the game, and I took a nap for two hours. I was not invested in this game after the first five minutes, which is not a good sign. Uh, it's, it, it's like they took a first person shooter from, I don't know, like eight years ago, you know, just kind of pulling a number out of my head, but it looks like a first person shooter that came out maybe, you know, a year after the original Rage came out. It, it doesn't have the same form of first person shooter polish that we've come to expect from first-person shooters nowadays. Like, you after know, Doom's 2016, that's kind of the that's kind of the bar that I'm looking for. You know what it reminded me of? The first impression reminded me of? Hmm. Red Faction. Kind of. It does have that Red Faction feel to it. Um, but I was more worried about, like, you know, a lot of the trailers showed some really great shit. Like, you could do a bunch of really cool-looking, you know, moves. But the very first, like, first five, ten minutes of the game was really bland. I, like, I didn't feel, it didn't feel right. Aiming down the sights is slow as fuck. Um, yeah, the, the guns didn't feel super punchy. Like, the pistols, the pistol is like a water pistol to me. It's just fucking useless. Um, the, uh, you know, the enemies didn't move. It didn't, you know, after playing Division 2 and seeing the fucking AI from the Division 2 and the enemies actually actively trying to flank you and do shit to fuck with your position, uh, seeing enemies that are basically stationary for the most part was really odd. Um, And, of course, the authority, which is the, you know, the enemy faction that you first end up fighting as... They're they're kind of like cyborg people. Yeah, uh, my first impression when you're talking graphics was, oh, this is not as pretty as Doom. It's definitely not. And I've not. cranked the settings as high as I can fucking Same go. Same here. I'm running it. I was like, maybe it's just a 1080p reason. No. Cranked it up to 1440. Then I cranked no. it up to 4K, and I was like, yeah, just fuck you. This is So it, my graphic card wasn't going to run that at 4K on Ultra, but it was right. going to run it at 1440 on Ultra. And I was like, well, that's usually fairly sharp. And some of the character models are pretty old looking. They are. They're like they're they're dated. Like I like I was, I'm just getting you. Know, I don't know why I keep settling back on eight years ago, but it looks like that. It looks I don't like think it's. It doesn't actually look like that, but you're just you're comparing it to another level of polish, like Wolfenstein or Doom. Right. You take those two games with the 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 style that they've put in there the you know the graphical detail that they put into the character models and the environments and you know and and whatnot uh and then you compare that to rage 2 and rage 2 falls well below those bars 
Isn't uh, it made by the Just Cause guys? Uh, so is Avalanche. Avalanche is, is a studio is acquisition. A studio, it's yeah. not. They're using. They're using Id tech, it. but it's there's something they're doing wrong with it. it yeah, <laughs> it's 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 very different. Um, you know what originally grabbed me that. I didn't like was the UI. I really don't like the UI for some reason. The menus in this game are clunky as fuck. I don't know why, but even while playing the game, nothing is scaled to widescreen. I mean, the game background is fine. You know, running the game is fine. The shooting is, you know, when you're just playing the game, it'll play wide and, you know, uh, it'll play in widescreen just fine. All the menus are square. Uh, so I still have black bars on both sides whenever I go into any of the menus. And the menus, they don't have anything. They're, they're like fucking standard. They feel standard, right? They're, it's like the font, the colors. The, like I'm, we're using basic RGB and we're using a basic like stock Windows font. Like I don't understand, but it's more than that. It's the... So here I did find out a way to help with some of this, right? Okay. Because I'm going to give you a clunkiness workaround. Okay. Um, the way to play Rage so far, because obviously they've got a bunch of points of interest. You'll notice that if you play. There's a shitload of points of interest. Go to complete the opening missions for the three main people you do unlocks with so uh-huh. you can clean out an area. Does that make So the reason for that is for every one of the people you're recruiting into your faction... They have side quests that unlock abilities and things like that, or you do things that unlock it, right? So I've got like 10 points for one of the people that I haven't unlocked yet that I will unlock because I'm doing things to clear out a map. And then I kind of realize at a certain point, like, I should just do the three main missions and get them started so I'm earning the points to unlock shit. Right. And once I did that, I've got two of the three unlocked. And once I've done that, that's helped out with the pacing some. I've heard if you mainline the story, you can mainline everything in like eight hours. Yeah. It's, and if you do everything, all the side content, you're looking at about 25 to 30. Yeah. It's it's not overly difficult. Now, what uh, what um, difficulty are you set to? I need to set it higher. Okay. It's, I, everything I've attempted has been drastically too easy. That's because that it, it doesn't it encourages something and I'll say something else. Right. Like if you play this game and you have overdrive, just use it every time. There's no reason not. There's no reason to save it because it builds up after you kill like two or three people in a row in quick succession. So, right. you might as well just use it every opportunity you have if there's more than one enemy on the screen because you're going to gain health back and your guns are more powerful. Right. Um, but yeah, I've unlocked a couple more, probably more guns than you have. But I only have the shotgun. So yeah, I got a couple of different pistols that I got unlocked right now. Yeah, I I, I have, have just the normal pistol, the the assault rifle that you get at the end of the the prologue, and I unlock the shotgun. So, but it doesn't explain the upgrade system and how you have to do this. I didn't realize you needed a weapon upgrade thing, right, to get into a tier. I didn't realize you needed just, all these crystals to unlock different abilities just to the no, next tier. No pointing. There's there's no. Uh, there's no easing into certain mechanics well, of this either. And the weird thing is, like, the scripted missions where it takes you into basically a dungeon of sorts uh-huh. seem fairly decent. Like, I like a lot of those. The pacing on it seems well done. But the open-ended stuff, which is the majority of it, seems very bland. And it wants you to do all these, complete all these arcs, get these powers, <laughs> clear out all these camps to clear out an area and clear out points of interest for XYZ, right? 
um, go fight this boss that's pretty bullet spongy and not that hard. That's and it, like I just was like, well, that kind of reminds me of the original Rage. I mean, the best part of the original Rage wasn't anything that had to do with the open world. In fact, if the game was just a series of levels that go went from you know point A to you know when you went from one mission to the next mission with no, no driving in between the the game would have been shorter yes but it would have been you know probably a little bit better um because you didn't have that fucking downtime between the gun battles you just kind of went fucking wolfenstein uh, wolfenstein style fucking went from point a to point b just killing shit yeah but wolfenstein despite it being like so fucking over the top had a pretty like not relatable but a story i liked right this is this has like there is an. I would have been okay if the absence of story, if it, if the gameplay was better. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's uh there's not a, much there. Like the initial impression, eight hours in, is this is incredibly mediocre, and like I don't know why I'm doing this instead of doing more Days Gone or more of another game I'll get into in the new section. But like yeah. it, I'm just. I'm a little mad that I didn't wait till the Steam sale. Yeah, so am I. And I wish that you would have fucking said, you know, told me just to fucking hold off on it. Um, I was hyped about the game, though, as much as you were. Yeah. The trailers make it look way better than it is oh, so far. Oh, yeah. There so might the trailers... be a point in the game where I have all this stuff unlocked and some of this stuff is good. Mm -hmm. Honestly, the shotgun is fucking uber. Oh, yeah. The, the shotgun, shotgun feels great. Awesome. Uh, the shotgun is where it's at. The... Pistol is definitely not where it's at. There's no. no real reason to use that unless you're just out of all ammo. Fucking pea shooter is and what it is. And then the controls on PC need to be remapped significantly. Oh, God. The controls I'm using on middle mouse for every throwable. Oh, my God. The fucking controls. Like, you know. Hit control to dash. You have to hit control to dash while using your WSA and D, but you can't hold control because that will bring up your focus hand, which I am not understanding what grasping the air like that actually focuses but whatever um it lets you see where the enemies are yeah it also further in you hit f and f does a punch that knocks yep. off armor the so you have to hit control and f to be able to to do a uh to do a punch now you're you're now trying to can you know contort your fingers to be able to do certain things like being able to hit control um, and press F while moving forward to uh, to be able to warp to somebody to be able to do that, you know, the, the melee attack, the, the special melee attack. Or uh, to use the, uh, the T button to use your health, which is kind of a stretch. Like, T is not a good, you know, good placement for your health packs. You know, it's just... A bit of a stretch in the fingers. Um, I have accidentally hit my overdrive button when I wanted to crouch or change my uh, uh, change my you know throwables. So I'm either using the fucking bladed boomerang thing or the uh, grenades, but I'll accidentally hit the fucking overdrive meter while there's nothing around. I'm like, oh well, fuck. I'm just gonna sit here and rage for a little bit, and I'm done. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the controls are really wonky. Uh, what I've decided to do is move the focus or the, con the, 
the control to my side mouse button because um, then I can use that very very quickly without having to reach with my pinky down to the control. Yeah, that control mapping seems like it's a lot better on an Xbox controller, but I refuse to play a game that fast-paced with aiming on a controller. Right, right, exactly. So you know, if you remap it to uh, to your mouse in some way, if you have a, a mouse that have, has a side button, remap it there. That is probably the best place for it because then you can still be able to move and control and you know, and use your focus abilities fairly quickly. Um, but it does require a little bit of remapping, which is kind of disappointing. Uh, I've been trying to come up with like good feels for it. And I'm trying, I, I, I was initially not super happy with my, you know, you know, with the purchase. Now I can tell you once you get a few certain abilities, the game kind of opens up and becomes a uh, quite a bit more playable. Um, you know, getting the double jump is you know is, uh, is a very simple thing, but your 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 initial jump is nothing more than basically hopping on one foot. You don't get any height out of it. Uh, I'm, so <laughs> I'm kind of in the same point as you at this point. What I don't want to do is me just justify a sixty dollar investment. However, right, I'm going to give it a chance. To open up a little bit, I'm going to unlock each one of the main characters, and then I'm going to start clearing out open world like I would in a game. Right. And see if at that point I've found enough arcs to have fun, so to speak, right? Because the arcs also contain weapons, and then some of the story events can contain weapons. I can tell you that one of the weapons I do actually like quite a bit is a weapon where you basically fire flares and then have a detonate button, so instead of right mouse button doing aim down the sights it's a six shot flare pistol that you embed these flares into enemies and then you click the detonate button and it blows off armor or blows them up nice okay that see that that would be pretty much a game changer for how i play um i've been using that in the shotgun and i'm the closest i've come to sniping is just aiming down the sights on the assault rifle right and you don't necessarily snipe so because if you do you don't collect the currency thing right and um you don't get to overdrive as well like it's almost better to be standing 15 feet away from any enemy <laughs> right no the you know it, the game really wants you to get close uh to to the enemies i can tell you that if you have this you know the uh the reflex to aim down sights uh you know try not to uh, the the assault rifle actually does more damage and, and kills things quicker when you do not aim down the sights. Uh, I've noticed that running through a you know just a little bandit camp, I decided, you know what, I'm going to save here and You're I'm going to do Doom 2016 style. I'm going to play Doom 2016 style, not you know aim down the sights, and I'm going to use my overdrive right away. I know this camp has like fucking 30 enemies in it. But I'm going to basically just go balls to the wall and see how much damage I can do, you know, just playing really aggressively. Um, and what I found was your kill multiplier multiplies the amount of basically health drops and the resource that, you know, that gives you health back. It multiplies that by, you know, how many, you know, what your multiplier is. So you get up to 8x, each enemy starts dropping eight pieces of, you know, health items. So you just, you know, go through 
focus that stuff back to you so you gain a bunch of health back and you just you just if you're playing really aggressively the game gives you more health to be able to play even more aggressively so uh it, and that bandit camp went by really quick i found it really fun and i used no aim down the sights i used overdrive every time it came up uh and i just killed things as quickly as i fucking possibly could and I didn't stop to look for the fucking, like, storage chests or anything like that until after I've cleared out all the enemies. Uh, I think that's kind of the way to play. And I think I've fought a few of the boss fights that have been fun. But, like I said, it was... Medium's probably too easy. It is. I I actually, because I picked up the game just last night, um, I had read some non-spoiler reviews, which basically just said these are the things that we noticed right away. Make sure that your graphic settings are all the way up because otherwise it looks even more trash than it is. Start the game on hard uh, and uh, make sure that you can, you know, go and do the mission to get the shotgun as soon as you possibly can, because the shotgun is going to change your life as far as this game is concerned. Um, you know, and uh, you know, just, you know, space it out because if you just mainline the story, it goes by really quick. But if you go and do all of the extra stuff, you can improve all of your abilities. Uh, and it, this guide is where I noticed where you can actually spend the crystals and, you know, like the weapon cores to actually upgrade your weapons. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. Uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it, also applies to the the nanotech you know uh abilities that you have so you can improve those with perks on top of using your crystals and one thing if you are playing rage on hard uh the game will punish you pretty early on because the hard difficulty does make it so that you end up using your health packs a little bit more um but one thing that makes it as balanced as I could get it and still fun is uh, to go in and upgrade your constitution first thing. If you go in and upgrade your constitution, you take 40% less bullet damage. That makes that's that's the, the sweet spot in the balance, because if you fuck up, you're going to die. But while you're, you know, while you're going through and raging and, you know, and using your overdrive and trying to clear things as fast as possible to get your multipliers up, you're not going to run into a situation where you walk into a room and instantly get gibbed because the bullet damage is too high, uh, you know, for your, you know, for your over uh, overdrive, you know, health regeneration. So there's, there's a couple things that you can kind of tweak as far as your skills and your stuff you know, and your upgrades to make the game a bit more fun. You know, overall though, is it worth 60 bucks? That's, that's the, uh, that's the big question. Uh, and my initial impression is no, <laughs> uh, steam sale. If it brings the steam sale down, you know, if you get a, you know, a $40 game out of it, it it's probably worth that, but you know, uh, no one. I can say that out of the two people who played it so far, we have basically the same initial reaction. Yeah, it's just it was not. It, it was very definitely underwhelming. Not as, definitely not as strong as Doom or Wolfenstein. Like those are the shooters that I will play 
anytime. Right. You know, if if I was to like you know, when to I finish up, with this, I'm really thinking about going back through Doom and just being like, yeah, yeah. So you loading up Doom 2016 would you know would be a good palate cleanse after you've uh, finished Rage because then you can or just going through the whole Wolfenstein collection or or yeah, you could do that too. But um, I I believe that Doom was just built right and. Man, can I not fucking wait for the new fucking Doom coming out? <laughs> that game could come out, and I'm, that's an immediate fucking purchase. I mean, either way, it sounds like Rage Two is pretty much a fucking dud. It's not a, it's not a dud. There are fun moments in that game, and there are ways to actually make the you know the game enjoyable. It's not like the game is broken in any way, but it, initially it was until the most recent patch, like. Mm-hmm. There were issues where I accidentally just hit, I say accidentally, I was hitting pause to take care of the puppy, uh-huh. and I had subtitles on, and I noticed that the subtitles were running significantly behind everything else. And there's some, there was some audio bugs as well. Uh, and I, I got into was... an audio loop that would not stop and had to restart the game the yep, other day. There's a, there's a couple audio bugs like that. Either the sound loops or, uh, or the conversations will completely cut out. There are some bugs in the game, but it's not... Like, the game's completely unplayable. Um, what I can say is, you know, if I had to, you know, sum it up in a few words, Rage 2 is just underwhelming. That's that's probably the 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 closest I can get without completely dogshitting the game. You know, good enough to play, but wait for a sale. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, Doom Eternal may be coming out this year, so... Doom Eternal, once it comes out, I'm playing the fuck out of that. That is, uh, there is, yeah, it's an immediate sale. I'm not going to buy it uh, ahead of time just out of principle, but, I mean, there's everything I've seen about, you know, Doom Eternal means that it's Doom 2016, you know, cranked up a couple more notches, and that can only be good. Wolfenstein Gunblood comes out on the 26th of July, too. I'm uh, cautious about it. I am, too, but the same studio that... Yeah, it, it, it could be fun, but I'm also cautious. I, I, I don't know. It's just old man Blaskovich, so, you know, <laughs> you got that's, you know, you're playing completely different characters, and that could be fun, you know, but we'll, we'll see when it comes out. You know, it's, it's still... A, a good franchise, but not nearly as good as Doom. You know, I don't think it's I don't think it's as good as Doom. Doom just feels you know it feels right. Everything was built right for it. Whereas uh, you know, Wolfenstein has uh, Wolfenstein. That says it's scrappy little brother, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, it's it's kind of wonky in a couple different ways, but overall, still has a very good feel to it. Like dual wielding fucking shotguns is pretty sick i <laughs> yeah the last, the, the last wolfenstein that came out i was just like oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah dual wielding uh dual wielding assault rifles or shotguns and just clearing fucking hallways and destroying big robotic beasts yeah it does have fun moments i say that it's a pretty good place to take a break i'm sure we'll give you our thoughts as we get through rage but yeah, it's, we shall see. Uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and take a break here. We'll be back.
back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Did an extensive break to uh, talk about many things and stuff. Many, many things. Not many really things. gaming related. We talked a lot about peanut butter. Yeah, we did. <laughs> gave Reese, uh, gave Rusty uh, one of my homemade uh, low-carb Reese's cups. Oh, super not, awesome. Not too bad. And then I now that I'm really looking at it, that's pretty low-carb. It is. It, it it works out quite, you know, quite well, you know, for uh, for keto, for a fat bomb. And they taste really good. Um. You do have to sweeten organic peanut butter yeah, to make it taste well, worth a damn. That's fine though. I mean, you use you know the stevia that you that you did, and that's that's fine. Uh, we're gonna perfect our fat bombs. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're, and we're both working on them. So, <laughs> and then when my girlfriend is back out of the uh, the wasteland of Florida, I'm sure she will come up with much better ones than I can. <laughs> Not I told that Rusty, Florida is terrible. It's just it's terrible that she's, she's there. in. She's in a <laughs> shitty place. So. Well, and I was telling Rusty, like, she makes one that has, like, a smoky bacon almond chocolate flavor, which that sounds weird, but it's it's really good. <laughs> it's fucking delicious. I'm just, just going to you know what? control myself here. <laughs> besides, the, besides keto, watching kids and puppies, mm. and working shitty hours, we talk a lot about video games. I wanted to bring something back, which is what I might end up playing for a little bit as a palate cleanse from shooters. Oh, yeah? And action-adventure games. Uh, Darkwood, I, if it wasn't almost past, like, right around midnight, I would be playing Darkwood tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, that just came out on consoles. Oh, wow, yeah. I highly recommend Darkwood. It is so the scariest top-down game you'll ever play. It's it will it'll catch you. Uh, it doesn't seem like you. Uh, it doesn't seem like it would be one of those things that would be scary. Um, but it there's it has an, its moments. There's there's definitely some tension there, uh, especially once you uh, when when you're running around right at dusk and you're wondering whether or not you're going to get back to your safe spot. Um, you know, in time to be able to start the generator and you're wondering all the entire time whether or not you have enough gas to make it through the night. Uh, and then you get attacked by banshees. Then you run into a situation where you don't actually have enough gas to make it through the night and you have to fend off the, 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 the badness, the badness, the badness, the badness. I mean, when I have bad knees, I like to fight it off. <laughs> the, the, you have, you have to fight off the bad knees for, uh, for the last uh, like hour or so of the night, it gets super intense. Yes, it does. Um, I if you like, it's very survival horror because you can find some guns with super limited ammo. Um, you have a nail board a lot of the time. Most of the time, you're running around with a fucking board, uh, you know, nail board, and that's pretty much that's that's pretty much my experience with it. Um, there are some really creepy characters. Like, what the fuck is what the fuck is the Wolfman? Like, seriously, he's harmless. I know he's harmless, but he's a fucking wolf man. What? <laughs> so that I'm going to move on, but I, yeah. I highly recommend just watch a couple of videos of uh, <laughs> of Darkwood. I will probably jump into some of that this week. We'll see. I will. I will at least, if anything, jump into it at least an hour. It's another game I can pause. Yeah, it's. It, it it is fun. I just have to be in a mood for a uh, for a dark survival horror situation. Um, did you guys see that stuff I posted about the Epic Sale? Yeah, and I actually looked through uh, the the Epic Sale. So the the idea here is uh, the Epic Game Store 
uh, decided, like, spontaneously, it seems like, to uh, to run a uh, epic mega sale for pretty much everything that's in their catalog. For all 23 games, there's a <laughs> For all 23 games, there's a sale going on till, uh, from May 16th to June 13th, um, where... Some games are up to seventy five percent off, and anything that's over fourteen ninety nine gets an addition uh, gets an additional ten dollars off at no cost to the publisher or developer. Well, boy, some of that backfired on them. <laughs> yeah, Paradox <laughs> is developing uh, Bla- uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines too, and mm-hmm. they pulled their game. Yep. During this sale, which I don't understand if they're paying the publisher back. I guess. So what it is is. The the problem with the sale is that it also affects pre-orders, and of course, Bloodlines Two isn't out yet. Um, you know, so they didn't want. Uh, you know, the publishers weren't really notified that this was going to happen, and Epic was you know ready to basically eat all the costs for this. This is, you know, essentially the ten dollars is basically Epic's cut. Uh, of things just to get more people onto the platform, I imagine. I don't see, I haven't seen that anywhere, but I imagine that's kind of the idea behind it is to get, you know, to try to combat the Steam sale that's coming up. More traffic. And get more traffic onto the uh, onto the platform. Well, even though the $10 off deal isn't going to aff- affect the publisher or the developers, they decided to pull Bloodlines 2. And it's not the only game that was actually pulled. The other game that was pulled was oxygen, oxygen not included. So uh, the the these games aren't leaving the platform; they're just being pulled from the store for the duration of this uh, this sale, which is kind of the extreme move that the publisher can do. Instead of you know telling Epic, no, we don't want to have this on you know uh, on the sale. They told Epic, "No, we don't want this on your store until you, you know, you stop fucking around." Um, which is kind of it's kind of telling, you know. Uh, obviously, it's really telling. Jesus, Shit. will you please control your fucking feet? No. Uh, uh, we are still recording, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're still recording. He, he just he pulled just, the plug for the monitor. Just the monitor, right? Anyway, sorry uh, about that. You know, Epic is. Uh, you know, obviously didn't go to each one of the publishers and developers and say, hey, we're going to do this. They just decided, oh, we're going to do this anyway. Um, so the communication wasn't quite there. And considering this is the first big sale that they've done. Because revolution requires snap decisions. Right. Um, this is the first big sale that they've done. I, I'm I'm going to assume that this is the biggest learning experience for them. Uh you know, just doing a Steam sale is, you know, you think about the logistics of a Steam sale, like the Steam summer sale that's coming up. I'm sure they've notified hundreds and hundreds and hundreds uh, there's, of publishers. There is uh, a team of folks there at Steam that probably do nothing more than contact fucking publishers and developers and say, hey, we're doing the Steam sale. Would you, you know, would you like to be a part of it? What's the, you know, what's the percentage rate that you'd be you know, comfortable with, you know, trying to get you know, traffic into your game, you know, and try to work that shit out well in advance. Um, that just didn't happen. With oh, Epic. yeah. Nothing goes on sale on Steam without 
the publisher being hand in hand with them. That's right. the thing. Yeah, you know, it's not like they just willy nilly say, "Oh, well, this is seventy five percent off now." Um, you know, so so there's a there's a couple things that's wrong about this this sale. It is a, a fairly decent sale, and it should be noted because it does affect pre-order sales if you're one of those people that do pre-orders i did check and borderlands uh borderlands 3 uh is affected by the ten dollars off deal so if you do or uh, pre-order borderlands on the epic game store you can get it ten dollars off even before the game comes out so if you're one of those people i don't i don't condone pre-orders but if you do want to pre-order this would be the this would be a fairly decent deal to pre-order, you know, Borderlands. Um, you know, but yeah, there's definitely a learning experience for them. Uh, <laughs> turns out, running a fucking game store isn't as easy as just throwing shit up on a fucking launcher. Ah, <laughs> uh, you can hate, you know, Epic Games. Or you can just hate get Epic Games, but I mean, I, I don't like it because it's an extra launcher, but I've already bought shit from other stores, so uh, storefronts. I mean, and, we've both invested time in Satisfactory. Yeah, and Satisfactory, if you haven't gotten Satisfactory, because Satisfactory is twenty four ninety nine normally, you can get it for 15 bucks now on the Epic Game Store with this uh, with this deal. Get this game. For 15 bucks. total fucking steal. Do it. Uh, this, you know, it's good and they're only making it better so you know this would be the time to pick up satisfactory for sure even though it's early access it's still a very stable early access you know i have not run into too many problems with it at all you know couple frame rate hitches but nowhere near as bad as that fucking youtuber did you see that youtube video that i uh, did you watch it there was a I I sent you a YouTube video of a of a guy. Um, uh, the YouTube channel is let's uh, well, let's game it out. Yeah, I didn't watch it by accident. You didn't watch it? Oh my god! This guy, <laughs> uh, he plays Satisfactory in the way that would cause me headaches. He he's like, I'm going to run this. M- oh, that video, yeah. The the this uh, this smelter. And this, uh, you know, this manufacturer, and I'm going to run a belt, but it's not going to be a straight line. Oh, no, it's going to, you know, it's going to go up and over and through and up a hill and back down a hill and around and over this machine and through this and then into the machine. Because you can't make anything simple. Because because he, he can't really. And what he did was he, uh, you know, he made a uh, belt tornado, which... <laughs> Uh, has coal coming from, uh, or uh, was it, it was not coal, it was uh, iron rods. Uh, and the iron rods were coming out of the manufacturer and up a big spiraling tornado that's caused his frame rate to go down to like one frame per second. And then the uh, the finished product comes down through the middle of the tornado and into where it's supposed to go. And it takes about two or three hours for a part to go from manufactured to where it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's uh, pretty crazy. And he's also done a belt weave in a valley 
where coal comes through and takes about two or three hours to actually go up and over and weave in between its, you know, in amongst itself to get from point A to point B. Uh, but, uh, he's praised the, the coffee stain folks over there for making a game that doesn't absolutely just croak. He's tried to break this game so hard. (laughs) It's worth, it's worth playing. I love this fucking game. And, um, there is a, uh, uh, there was an update just recently, their first big update, which includes vertical belts now, uh, which allows you to convey things straight up instead of having to do an inclined belt, uh, and a couple, you know, and explosives and a rifle and an explorer vehicle that can basically walk up walls and uh, all kinds of shit. And this game is, I mean, the map is fucking ma- massive, so you know, new technologies and it's only going to get better from here. So, uh, it's definitely scratching that factorio itch for sure. I'm done with it though. You can go on. I'm sorry. I kind of, I kind of fanboyed out there for a second. (laughs) That's actually perfectly fine. (laughs) I, uh, I've got another thing that I'll just bring up then. (laughs) <laughs> One of the initial uh, complaints on Steam reviews, we all love Steam reviews. Oh, yeah. About Rage 2 that didn't have anything to do with the actual gameplay, had to do with Denuvo. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's currently a lot of reviews saying this thing, thing shipped with Denuvo, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. It did. And I, there's two sides of the story, right? When you talk about Denuvo, does it mean that you just wanted to crack the game or does it actually cause bad frame rate? Because we've all heard the stories about Denuvo causing bad frame rate. And yeah. if you don't know what this is, anti-piracy software. Yeah. And it's, the goal of Denuvo is to give publishers a window of making sure people purchase their game. <laughs> right? You know how much the window was on this, on Rage 2? Day Zero Crack. It was a Day Zero Crack. Because there was not Denuvo on the Bethesda launcher. Uh, for people about <laughs> it that way. But anyways, all that aside, it didn't do its job. And then they recently released a patch. And apparently the frame rate is slightly worse. After removing Denuvo. Huh. Eh, go figure. Um, so, so, like, that's not a reason. I just wonder, like, with video games being as expensive as they are to make, right? Mm-hmm. And the rise of mobile gaming and free-to-play, like, I feel like you pirating a game encourages free-to-play. And that's your fucking fault. Fucking stop it. That's a, You're a part of the yeah. problem. Yeah, so piracy is kind of one of those things that's just... I um, am proud to, proud to say I've never pirated a game. Uh, I have cracked a game in order to access things in the game to make it a cheat thing, but I have not gone as far as using downloading free games. I can't say that I'm totally... F- uh, uh, I'm, I'm totally free of that guilt. Um there was a point in time where I basically had zero money uh, and there was one singular fucking game that I decided that, you know, that I would brave the torrent wave of trying to find and, you know, and play. And I can tell you that it wasn't a great experience. Uh, The whole experience actually caused me to not do it again. Um, Not that I got a virus or anything. It just didn't run right. Uh, and honestly, the more I, you know, and that was well before all this. Um, but, uh, what I've learned from that experience is that 
it's more often than not more pain than you know than is really required for a fucking game you yep. know just to be able and to play in it. a day and age when you make enough money for the game in two and a half hours or less like yeah, it's you're what's the fucking point you you're looking at um you know having to find something then you're risking you know you know downloading something that you don't want like a fucking virus or you know or something that's gonna fucking melt your machine or anything like that you know on top of the legal ramifications of all uh, of it all just to save you know you know a, a, a you know 30 40 20 to bucks, 60 dollars you know, yeah 20 to 60 bucks so uh it's it's definitely not worth it even even though i sometimes will get uh, and buy a game at its full price and feel like i've wasted money i still don't see that as justification for you know for you know for pirating something especially something sometimes that's brand good new. studios make bad games yeah sometimes that that happens you know what I am for, though, is, you know, if you are iffy about a game and you don't want to drop the 60 bucks for something, you know, something like that, and you have the systems for it, you know, PC, uh, uh, you know, or a console, you know, find a, a, a rental for it. Or, you know, if you have to and you you don't have a console and you, you just want to, to see if it, A, runs on your rig, B is going to be something that you're going to be, you know, going to, you know, going to be worthwhile. Um, you know, look up, you know, video reviews for it. Normally there's a day zero review, uh, you know, for it. Don't take their opinion. Just look at what you would, you know, what you would play. In fact, a lot of times I turn those, you know, turn the audio off on those just so I can see the gameplay. Um, and then, uh, you know, Steam, if you run, you know, if you buy games on Steam, you still have the the option of doing the refund policy. Just remember, it is a limited time. So it's like two hours and two weeks. Right. So, you know, you can at least see if it runs on your rig. You know, that way you're, you can drop the 60 bucks, but also kind of get the 60 bucks back if, say, Rage 2 doesn't work on your machine or it has shit frame rate or whatever, you know. So there's lots of different options outside of piracy. <clears throat> so what else did you see in there, Jason? So I almost brought this up at the first part of the show because it about made me cry a little bit. And I know where we're going. Oh, boy. So there's two sad stories I posted. Yeah. So reportedly um, the actor being eyed for the next Batman movie is none other than sparkly vampire Robert Pattinson. Done. I do not know how I feel about this other than he can't even play a fucking vampire right. Why do I want him to play Batman? <laughs> is, there, is there a right way? Yeah, no, I mean, he could have been. Uh, he could have been the victim of shitty writing, except that he has no emotions. <laughs> Well, that might be worth it for and Batman. Their reported second choice, quote unquote, isn't much better in Nicholas Holt. Uh, who is he? Um, <laughs> what a second! I IMDb. just I saw the face so, and I was like, why does why does the guy they're looking for Batman look like somebody who came from Dawson's Creek? And then I just kept looking. I was like, why is that name so familiar? I was like, motherfucking Twilight? You gotta be fucking kidding me. There is no fucking way 
that I want to watch Batman played by the star of motherfucking Twilight. I'm really interested to see what New Quarters thinks since there's so their, their rating right? system is based on douchebags as in Twilight or jocks based in robot jocks. Nicholas Hoyt is uh, the guy who played Beast in oh, the newest okay. X-Men movies. Okay. Yeah, I saw a lot of different X-Men, um, you know, on his filmography. Uh, he he played the... Uh, isn't, he, um, isn't he playing the lead role in Tolkien? Yes, he's okay. playing Tolkien. Okay. Um, he is also the guy in uh, Mad Max uh, Fury Road. Okay. Witness me! <laughs> yeah. Okay. That dude. All right. Um... I just I don't I don't like either one of these two choices. Yeah, but, granted, but I, I will give this to uh, um, to Matt Reeves and Warner Brothers. I didn't think I would like Batfleck, Batfleck, but he ended up being like the the best part of Batman versus Superman. That's um, debatable. I'm sorry. I don't, uh, I, I don't like out, any of those Outside movies. of Gal Gadot, he ended up being like the best part of it. <laughs> I don't like any of those movies. Um, I, I don't like Batfleck at all because, you know, there's there's just... It, he, I don't think he captures the character very well. I'm not totally against Ben Affleck, but I'm against Ben Affleck as Batfleck. Yeah. It, I don't think he does it, it well. Let me say there's been worse Batman. True. The Val Kilmer? Do we need to go back to George Clooney? Val Kilmer? You're you're going Wait. back into the fucking era of like the Bat Dark Knight, literally the Dark Knight trilogy and the first two Batman movies that um Tim had, Burton did are the only Batman movies in my opinion. See, the Dark Knight movies I think are basically where they should set the standard for future Batman movies. You know, the, those movies were fucking Phenomenal. Well, you know, as Those far as Batman super you know, movies, fucking good. Uh, you know, in a sea of mediocre to bad Batman movies, those were fucking right up there to, you know, where we want the standard. Now, if these guys could even, you know, if if they could Heath Ledger this, as as uh, as Trent actually said, if the, these guys, you know, might be the surprise that Heath Ledger was for Joker, right? Uh you know, these guys might be able to pull it off, it, but we're going to have to see. And I, I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's I not don't a, know either. There, there's not a lot I, of good history behind those two, uh, those two particular actors that, you know, that well, gives you a lot I of. I mean, I'm not going to say that uh, fuzzies. Nicholas Hoyt was, doesn't have a good history. I mean, he's got some solid roles. Oh. I just, here's, here's my thing. Batman, even even if you're going back to do young Batman again, like you quote did with Christian Bale in the first Nolan verse movie, he has to have a brooding presence, and neither one of these two actors can really give a. That's all they did in Twilight. Presence. They just stared. No, that wasn't even that wasn't and even was brooding. Life. That was like emo kid crying. I wouldn't know because I haven't watched any of them. That, Twilight <laughs> was emo kid crying. Kinda. Like, yeah, 
uh, as from what I, I unfortunately but... have had to watch most of those videos because, well, I have a wife. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I no. I'm I, very happy to say that my girlfriend is super anti-Twilight. Sweet. That is like the best thing that could happen to you Vampires ever. Vampires don't sparkle. Vampires do not sparkle. Um, they burn to a crisp, fucking un- you know, underworld come on, style blade, right? <laughs> In some, uh, and then back to gaming news. Um, so. Apparently, the Anthem player base started uh, rising up in arms. Um, <laughs> the the three over, people that's still playing that fucking game. <laughs> over rumors that uh, it would be going free to play. <laughs> well, what do you expect? I mean, at this point, how else are they going to fucking be able to continue? You know, the the problem with Anthem isn't necessarily, uh, you know, the, uh, the the player base. It's the fact. Well, it is actually the player base. Um, the, the it's Bethesda's not really putting forth, or, or not Bethesda. Um, uh, Bioware, Bioware uh, is not really putting out a lot, and they're basically they're hamstrung at this point. They don't have. The backbone, the the managerial backbone, to continue what they envisioned, and because it's flopped so fucking hard, they don't have the player base uh, and the microtransaction you know, income to be able to, you know, to go to EA and say this is what we want to do to try to fix this. Well, I mean, the fact that it's available on EA Access, well, that's... almost. Is almost right there anyway. It's I, it's not free if you well, get an EA Access. It's just that they probably kind of well, EA Access is just a uh, you know those people who subscribe to it. Those are the uh, the people who they have a uh, you know a subscription model or a constant stream. Even if they don't play Anthem, they're still getting their money from them uh, because yeah. they can play other games that. You know, already has some cost. Um, the idea behind Anthem going free to play, though, I, I don't think it's you know, it's not the right kind of game for that. You know, it, it isn't, and it's not going to uh, improve its development any because I mean they have no. to they have to have a the you know the managerial strength behind it and b the development strength behind it, and they have not shown you know, good things in either category. So honestly, I, I've been kicking myself for the past few months because at the beginning of this year in January, I said, what's your, you know, what's your most anticipated game, Rusty? And I said, Anthem. Oh boy, was I wrong? <laughs> not only have I not spent a fucking, you know, dime on that fucking game, but my uh i realized exactly what anthem was going to be within the first hour or two of playing that you know the beta or the the open beta for it i i played that and i said oh shit this is not good <laughs> and that theme continued yeah that theme definitely continued and i'm glad that i got access to the beta you know and was able to play it for that weekend 
to really be able to make an informed decision. And I decided not to waste my money. And it was a, it was, it was a great decision. <laughs> right. I just, uh, I don't think it's going to, uh, going free to play isn't the right move for them anyway. You know, no. there's, there's nothing, there's nothing about that game that screams free to play is a viable option. No, it doesn't. No, what it so, needs is it need, and I and I saw this somewhere else, and I can't take credit for this this idea. I can't remember exactly where I found you know found this, but somebody out there on the interwebs, probably on a YouTube video that I was you know surfing through at some point, said that the what Anthem needs is what a, uh, Final Fantasy did with a Realm Reborn. What they need to do is just pull the fucking game, take it completely down, rework it, and put it back out. And what they did with, you know, with Final Fantasy fourteen, I think it is. fourteen is, you know, the online. Yeah, so that's the one I was playing, but I played it after the Realm Reborn thing, and it was a night and day difference between the two. I saw the previous version of the game in the internet archives. Somebody had, you know, tried to preserve what Final Fantasy fourteen was before and compare it to what it was after. It was a great thing they did because night and day difference. Broken game to very, very playable game. Right. You know you sunk about three hundred hours in. And, yeah, and I like Final Fantasy IV. I still have you know, I'm I'm still kind of feeling the MMO pull from you know from Final Fantasy fourteen, even though I understand that it's like super grindy. Um, yeah, I've been invited multiple times to go play WoW Classic, and I keep turning it down. Yeah, same thing. Uh, but that approach is probably the only way that they can, you know, that they can just get Anthem right. Is just to go back, scrub out all the bad, you know, bad shit, rebuild some of the engine or some of the uh, some of the systems. And, you know, I'm not saying take Frostbite out, but Frostbite is a big part of why Anthem is not working right. You know, work with new tools to make Frostbite work and go from there. Right. No, I agree. Um, and then another little strange bit of news about a recent game. Uh, apparently... Rage 2 has recently been patched to remove Denovo. Yeah, he That's was just a... talking about that. The, um, the So Denovo really didn't do anything for Steam, and it was only on Steam, you know, copies. Yeah. Because, as you said before, the, uh, you know, the Bethesda launcher version of it didn't have DRM on it at all, um, and it was cracked the first day. Well... I mean, if you've got a crack game, there's no reason to continue with, you know, copy protection. And if DeNovo is, you know, has historically caused issues uh, with frame rates and, you know, and, you know, and just performance in general, uh, the idea was to pull it out. But what Justin was saying is that it, you know, it, it actually made the performance worse, which whatever, whatever they did with the patch actually didn't help the game at all. It just... Like, I don't, I don't know if that just caused things to be rewritten differently or what. But. Well, it's probably, you know, going from, you know, going from a uh, encrypted state to an unencrypted state. And I'm not a big, you know, I, I'm not super huge into how the, you know, copy protection works. I don't know how it works. 
but I can tell you that um, what I would do if I uh, uh, if I had to uh, try to test this and try to figure out what you know what the problem is is if it you know after the patch if it's causing a problem you know uninstall it reinstall it and see what would happen right you know you know without the patch you know whether or not it's just an install issue or if it's just a you know um, you know just just a bad patch you know never know you never do know uh, so i'm just what i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna fire up rage 2 uh tonight and and see what happens if the uh if i get worse frame rates then i'm going to try reinstalling it doesn't take very much it's like 30 gigs which i mean sure it's a lot but it's not not the biggest game in my library fucking you know uh, that would be elite dangerous for sure. <laughs> Had right. 120 fucking gigs or so. <sighs> the, uh, yeah. <laughs> but aside from that, there's not a ton of news I was able to find. Uh, I, I, I saw some, uh, some things, uh, you know, earlier there's there's a couple of John Wick games, or, or there is a John Wick game coming out called John Wick Hex, uh, which has the uh, you know it's kind of a strategy game, you know, where you're kind of controlling you know John Wick and you're having to do certain John Wick style fucking you know moves in such a way to you know. To get the uh, the 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 pistol action that you see from you know from the movies, right? But kind of in a in a uh, uh, strategy style, uh, and it's kind of cell shaded. You know the the art style is. Uh, it looks all right. Uh, I don't think it's going to be like you know a blockbuster by any means, but it looks fun, uh, especially if you're a fan of John Wick. But right now, because John Wick Three is coming out. There it seems to be there's a John Wick fever, so John Wick Hex is coming out. You know, is, oh, is available. There, there is. Uh, and I noticed that there is not only a John Wick skin for Fortnite. You know, uh, you know how I feel about Fortnite, but there's a John Wick skin for Fortnite. Plus, there is a uh, a game mode in Fortnite called uh, you know like John you know or uh, Wick's Bounty, I think is what it's called. Yeah, where you know a character or a player plays as John Wick and has to do, uh, you know, has to go kill targets for coin uh, for Wick coins or John Wick coins or whatever the fuck, uh, and the the more coins that person collects, the more he's like highlighted on the map so that people can kind of hunt him down. Um. I don't know. I don't play Fortnite, so I don't know what the, you know, what the uh, whole draw to that particular game mode would be or if it's even good. Uh, But it's just like, oh, hey, there's another movie tie-in. Let's make a, you know, let's, let's make this happen. Right. You know, Fortnite is, is is everywhere, including Marvel movies now. So go figure. So. (laughs) True. (laughs) I. I just, I don't know. Have you seen Endgame yet? No. Oh my god! You realize it's well past that 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 time where spoilers can happen at any moment, right? Yeah. Okay. 
All right. So watch that fucking movie before it's spoiled for you. I I get that. It it's extremely hard to go see a three hour movie, especially when your wife wants to watch it, but you can't take kids to it. Right. It's called babysitters, man. Actually, so if we we have difficulty finding those. If you end up in the next couple of weeks deciding to go, I may go with you guys. We're going to cool. a spot where me and Jess might not be able to see it together. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'll work out the details. I'll know in a few days if that's something me and her are going to get to see together. If not, I'll go see it with you guys. Cool. That sounds good. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I definitely want to see that movie because I hear extremely good things about it, like, every day. I do, too, and I think I, I've been fortunate enough for work that I've said it loud enough that I don't want to hear spoilers, and people have been pretty good about that. I've been trying my damnedest, but my, even just randomly going through my YouTube feeds, uh, you know, because YouTube is my TV, um, there's points where I don't even see how anybody could avoid spoilers at this point. They're fucking everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, the sooner you see it, the better, because then you'll be able to avoid I, some of the. I don't ones. have Twitter on my phone for the time being until I see Avengers. No. I, I still have all that on my phone. I just simply don't open articles. <laughs> I don't. I mean, some of the fucking like even the thumbnails for for videos are pretty fucking spoilery anymore. So. Uh, yeah, thanks, internet culture. We can't even fucking have a good movie without you spoiling it a fucking week or two, in, you know, later. Assholes. Right. It's been three weeks. Why haven't you seen this fucking movie? <laughs> For the reasons I just described. <laughs> that's, just, that's, that's basically the internet's fucking, you know. My reason way. is literally I was just going to see it with my girlfriend and we found out that she went from being out of state from one week to a month to several months so it's it is what it is yep for me it's and trust me when my parents were here for the weekend my dad tried hard oh yeah he tried hard that was probably the perfect time to be like mom watch the kids (laughs) and my mom and my wife shot that down what? Like almost immediately. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! Uh, well, like it didn't even get a chance to live. Damn, that's yeah. that's rough, man. It sucks. Man, being single is super awesome. <laughs> I don't have to worry about like that or that or babysitting or. You know, puppy sitting or whatever. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to be. Yeah, but you can't get to HUD unless you get real flexible. Wow. Dude, seriously. <laughs> That's never going to be an option for me. I've got too much of a rule. Um... <laughs> never leave the house. Anyway, um, is that is that all the. Uh... The, all the things? Uh, all, unless all the you things got something stuff? else, yeah. I think we're at a good stopping point. Yeah. And, you know, the only thing I see is like some upcoming stuff, but really, 
it's been kind of a disappointment so far, so I'm not really looking forward to anything else. Um, did hear a little bit about uh, Mario Maker for uh, for Switch, and the biggest claim there is now you can make fucking slopes, I guess, which was a big thing for the uh, the previous game that didn't have slopes. Um, so there's probably a whole another Mario Maker madness happening here in a little bit when that finally comes out. But I don't know. I'm rambling at this point. Let's end. Yeah, let's end it. Let's end it. All right. Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash TiltCast and search for us on iTunes. Find friends of the show. Find For the Love of Gaming. Find NoQuarters.net. Find Cabbage KBG. BMFCast.com and TVGP.TV. They still play Sea of Thieves. And with that, it's the end of the damn show. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.